start your archive recording. Stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. Coming up on 30 seconds until airtime. Mark, 30 seconds until airtime. Stations, your final time cue will be with 15 seconds until airtime. Mark, 15 seconds until airtime. Once again, stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in A-Town, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket football. Welcome to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Coca-Cola. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or a friend this season. And by Georgia Power. While Georgia Power provides clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy, they want to help save energy, too. Find out energy-saving tips at georgiapower.com slash save. Now, let's join your host, the voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Demetra. And we welcome you into another edition of GT60. Hope you're having a great end of your Labor Day weekend. Of course, the Yellow Jackets back and hard at work in preparation for the home opener at Bobby Dodd Stadium this Saturday when they welcome in the USF Bulls. Kick time at 2 o'clock, and the countdown is already on. We'll preview that matchup, talk about what happened last Thursday. Also, a special guest with us, Marco Coleman, is back on the flats as Jeff Collins is outside linebackers and defensive ends. Coach, look forward to catching up with Marco later in the hour as well. Of course, your questions are always welcome for Jeff Collins here on GT60. Very easy to do this week on Twitter. Use the hashtag GT60. And without further ado, let's welcome in the man of the hour, Jeff Collins. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks but. All right. So uh, obviously a working weekend for everybody. Uh, the film has been broken down, graded out from last Thursday. And while nobody wants to be on the uh, the wrong end of a 52-14 sure. score, uh, you guys had the, uh, the the enviable task of opening your season versus the number one defending national champions. What was the outgoing message to the guys and maybe the, the incoming message to them to begin the week and begin prep for USF? Yeah, so the big thing we talked about going in, especially with this, this massive transition that we've undergone, uh, told the guys that going into it, we wanted to play with uh, unbelievable effort, uh, compete every single down, and stay together. And I thought throughout the course of the game, they did that. So as you go back and you watch the film against a really good football team, let's never discount that. Um, the, the things that, that you were looking for, any egregious effort plays that were not up to our standard you had to look really hard to find any um, so the guys played really hard they competed all the way through they stayed together communication on the sidelines um, so the the keys in the game were to sudden change so the sudden change part they capitalized and got 21 points off of sudden change we didn't get any and then when the ball got into the red zone uh, we were down there twice only scored once they were down there four times, scored three. So those differentials in the sudden change part and in the red zone uh, were significant. And when you're playing a really good football team in a hostile environment, uh, you've got to make sure you're understanding the situations and being able to um, stop elite players with technique fundamentals and obviously running to the ball and blocking. Did you feel like this team will benefit more from having opened its season versus a Clemson than if you opened against, uh, let's say, an overmatched FCS opponent that even in defeat – you learn more about your team against this opponent than, you know, a, a game that would have ended in a, a blowout because you knew you were the better team across the board? Sure. I, I mean, that would take away things from everything. Everything is an educational experience, especially uh, with the massive transition that we're under. Um, so I think, you know, the, the learning piece was really good. Uh, them understanding that we're with them and we're all the way into the development of this program to building something really special here. And we're going to take every opportunity to get better and learn from every experience. Um, I think that message rang true in the locker room. You could see it when the guys approached their uh, correct 
corrections today and yesterday and uh so and then they went back out to work today and uh to try to try to get better you preach energy since day one and energy can often breed resilience in the face of adversity do you feel like you got a, a group of kids with the right attitude approaching this week that even with what happened it didn't undermine their belief in what they've spent the last nine months building yeah absolutely i mean they were they were really good wanted to learn from their mistakes how can we get better you know what were the things technique fundamentals um or just the base understanding of what we do schematically um you know i think that was that was uh the, the attitude was exactly the way it was supposed to be i i you you knew coming in it would be the most scrutinized of positions let's talk about your quarterbacks tobias oliver got the first snaps we also saw lucas at the end of the first half yep. james graham did some nice things with his turns in the second half combined they go seven of 18 they do commit two turnovers but that nice touchdown pass from james to amari and brown overall what you see out of your quarterbacks the good and what you'd like to see corrected this week right so i mean the big thing is how, how they led how they stay composed how they competed i thought every time they were in there regardless of which one it was uh, they competed they tried to elevate the the game of everybody that was around them um and just understanding what we're doing um in the nature of our offense and just to lead um our team i thought they you know they, they fought they battled had good attitudes all of those things now we've just got to correct some of the reads some of the protection things and then go in the right place with the right with the with the ball versus the right looks uh, two questions when was the decision cemented to start tobias who has had some some really terrific performances on the road even against usf last year and we'll certainly preview the yellow jackets and bulls later on this hour when was that decision finalized and also uh we talked in pregame that of the first four series you said expect to see all three of your qbs tobias wound up getting all but i think one of the, the series in the first half was it just a matter of of sent in the game flow you still wanted to see Tobias out there or you'd seen enough encouraging signs from from Tobias where you wanted to keep him out there well just the big thing is early in the game we don't worry about who's starting we don't worry about any of those things um, but just we wanted to feature some misdirections a lot of quarterback run game mm -hmm. and knew that we needed to do that early to try to get them off balance and uh, we knew Tobias with our quarterback run game um, was doing that really really well and uh, then we brought in Jan uh, Tobias or excuse me, Lucas, uh, for the two-minute drill before the half. And then we featured James a little bit more in the second half. And he had two really nice throws. And, uh, you know, I thought he moved the offense pretty well. But, you know, expect to see all three of them uh, again on Saturday. Yeah, because you, you talked about last week, utilizing all three of them can keep a defense off balance with their different skill sets. Defensively, there seemed to be some stretches. And, and you might view this through a different lens as us. But there would seem to be some times where Trevor Lawrence, who's a Heisman Trophy front runner. Did not look all that comfortable, and he finishes 13 of 23, had the one touchdown pass. He also picked him off twice. He only had four interceptions all last season. Um, what did you see out of your defense and the way you had planned to yep. disrupt Trevor Lawrence and how that turned out on Thursday? Yes, the big thing, we just want to keep mixing up coverages and keep changing the looks and keep moving stress around defensively, and I thought Coach Thacker and the defensive staff uh, did a nice job of that. Um, the first thing that you look at uh, are the explosives, the big plays, uh, they were able to find 18 of them, which is a lot. And so our, our coaching staff and our defensive players this morning uh, spent a lot of time just understanding why those explosive happened. Um, and then you look at the rest of the game, they averaged less than, I think, 2.8 yards a play over a course of 62 plays the rest of the game, um, which in this day and age of college football against one of the top offenses in the country – that's pretty good, but you've still got to eliminate those explosive plays against elite talent and uh, make sure you're not doing anything to hurt yourself schematically, fundamentally, um, and at times that we did. But I do think we, you know, created negative plays, uh, created the turnovers, which is a big emphasis for us uh, in this program. But the, the big thing, too, is the guys were flying around playing hard. We had 28 players play on defense Thursday night and for the development of our program that's how we play defense around here a lot of guys are going to play we're going to play really really hard and the multitude of things we do should create pressure 
um, on other offenses. Yeah, you, you roll a lot of guys out there on defense. I think 28, at least 10 defensive snaps. Justice Stingle got his first career fumble recovery. Yep. Caleb Oliver loves picking off passes and season openers. It's the second straight year that he's had an interception in the opening game. And, of course, Trace Willing nearly had himself a pick six and a fine day as well. And it went beyond just that interception in the second quarter versus Trevor Lawrence. We'll continue our conversation with Coach Collins. Once again, the questions tonight, GT60, the hashtag on Twitter, back after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This season, you can share a Coke with your team on it. So I'm going to tell you how with a little help from this quarterback. Sally, 44. You can share a Coke when your team's up. Red Poncho. You can share a Coke when your team's down. Happy Jolly. You can even share a Coke with your rival on game day. Chili, chili, chili. Or you can share a Coke when you're giving out your famous guacamole recipe in a completely packed stadium. Cilantro, chopped onion, squeeze a lime, Roma tomato, hike. Share a Coke with a fan this season. Ice cold, delicious. Make your wallet buzzworthy with a Georgia Tech Visa debit card from Georgia United Credit Union. Now you can support Tech everywhere you go and spend. You'll be supporting Georgia Tech student-athletes. Georgia United makes banking easy with advanced digital banking features. Check out Georgia United's free unified checking account that pays big interest and show your jacket pride. United, we fan. Visit at gucu.org forward slash go jackets for important account information. Insured by NCUA, Georgia United, the official debit card of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. With GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Now, let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. A reminder that not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. We look forward to seeing you out on one of the hallowed grounds of college football, historic Grant Field. This Saturday, the first Tommy Leather in Atlanta this season. Your jackets against the USF Bulls. Tommy Leather, 2 o'clock, will be on the air statewide with pregame coverage at noon. Mass Georgia Tech looks to avenge a loss to the Bulls last year, but for you, Coach Collins, you look to extend a win streak against the Bulls because you sure. defeated them uh, at Temple last year. We'll preview that matchup a little later on. But let's get back to last Thursday. Uh, we had noted Trey Swilling before the timeout had that interception and nearly turned it into a pick six in the second quarter on Thursday. Also, he was matching up primarily against Justin Ross, was he not? Yeah. And he held a guy who was a breakout sensation in the college football playoff with just three catches, 13 yards. Trace Wilding looked like an all-ACC defensive back on Thursday. How do you view uh, his performance in the opener? Yeah, I, I thought he played really well, uh, competed. Um, I thought he was good in the run game as well, not just in coverage, but just the, dis the disguising piece, uh, which we place a great emphasis on. Uh, you know, we play an NFL-type scheme on the back end. A lot of middle field coach close cover changing the looks all the time and uh, I think he executed within the scheme at a high level and, and he played hard too and then we can't discount how well Trey played on special teams as well 
He was on kickoff team. He was on every single punt. Um, so we place a huge emphasis on special teams. And I think Trey contri contributing on that phase as well, um, I think that bodes well for him and his future in this game. Yeah, those special teams contributions, they often get overlooked. If it's not something like a, a long punt return or kick return, there are guys who are laying the lumber in special teams. And certainly we saw some unselfishness from Trey in that department. Uh, as always, we welcome your questions using the hashtag GT60. Uh, Coach, this one comes from RS. Carson earlier in the day and he said for fans of X's and O's can you give us insight into your grading system who graded well versus Clemson and what units maybe didn't grade out as well as you'd hoped <laughs> um, it's, a, uh, it's a very uh, that's a good question there's a lot of things that go into it uh, we have a production sheet we grade every single practice every single day and we post it every single place that you can see in this building uh, how well a guy did production wise how well a guy graded out is all throughout this building for everybody in our organization to see um, but that is something we keep in the organization we make corrections in-house, and uh, we get a lot of things fixed and get them fixed at a high level so that we can correct things uh, moving forward. So I think what you're trying to say is that is classified information about uh, <laughs> how certain units were graded out. Just uh, for, from a grading standpoint, are, are coaches, are their systems often very similar? Does each guy have his own methodology when it comes to grading uh yeah i'm sure everywhere's a, a little bit different but you know we're a culture built on effort we always make sure that is at the forefront of all of our grading system is how hard the guys played we use the catapult system to measure all the data um we even pulled up every kickoff uh from last thursday night's game what every young man's speed was relative to what they had done um, in our Thursday races, in our practice, to make sure that what we do in practice speed-wise and understanding the situation when it carries over into a game, we're still playing at that high level. And, uh, you know, I think that showed up favorably for a lot of guys and some improvement for other guys in other areas as well. Can you wear catapults on game days? Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. okay. I so didn't know if there was a rule no, against that. We wear them, and uh, we use that data um, to compare and contrast different things. We educate our guys, and uh, so they can always play at a high level and be playing as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, so there's always data to support how you perform individually on a game day. Another question here, Coach, uh, on the hashtag GT60. Will uh, wanted to know about uh, some of the short yarded situations Situations. I know you came up short on that goal line following Trey's run back. He had a fourth and one inside Tiger Terry where he was unable to punch it in for a first down. Uh, Will wants to know, quote, do you plan on going under center to address short yardage situations? So we did. We, uh, we did, and we had a – we had a substitution situation. Uh, we got the first down, but right before it happened, we banged the timeout because there was a substitution thing to prevent us losing five yards. Um, and then we came back on the fourth and one and didn't get it. Um, but, you know, in, in that first quarter, we had two chances or in the first um, 18 minutes, two chances inside Clemson's territory. Uh, we come up with zero points. You know, the complexity of the game and the, the makeup of the game. Uh, we just have to learn from those situations, and we get the ball inside the two-yard line. Uh, credit again to, to Clemson, uh, but we've got to come up with points and not lose points in that situation. What was maybe the biggest takeaway from your offense when you broke that down for them, the short yardage situation, first and goal from the two tribe? We know Clemson's got a really stout right. defensive line, but I'm sure there were some things within your control that y you wish maybe your guys had executed a little better. Sure, yeah, and a, a couple communication things, um, and then, you know, the hats off them. They've got some really good players. Uh, uh, put in one-on-one -on -one matchups. We've got to win those one-on-one -on -one matchups as well. And, uh, you know, just came up on the short end of the stick in those two situations that could have um, significantly changed the complexity of the game early on. All right. Once again, we will continue the conversation with Jeff Collins later on. Keep getting those questions in with the hashtag GT60. But uh, one of the inspirations for the name change of this program to GT60 is it affords us a chance to kind of widen the lens and visit with uh, other coaches, uh, not just in season, but out of season and not just the head coaches. We're very excited to have a special guest on on the other side of the break. One of your uh, prize hires of your staff coach, Marco Coleman. Uh, if I were a quarterback right now and I saw him put his hand in the ground 
my, my legs would start turning to jelly. I don't know how it was like for guys back in 89, 90, 91, but uh, Marco Coleman, certainly a good tutor of those past rushers to this year and years to come. Look forward to catching up with Marco on the other side of the timeout. That is next. Do want to remind you as well, every powerful drive is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Our conversation with Marco Coleman follows this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Don't let me go. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Your first name is Ring. Last name is Dove. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. Drive it like a Ford. Scana Energy is a proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics, and every Jackets fan deserves to save money. Get fired up about our low natural gas rates and switch to Scana Energy by calling 877-GO-SCANA or visiting scanaenergy.com. Because while you might be a rambling wreck, your gas bill shouldn't be. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com to start saving on your natural gas today. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Let me tell you about Georgia Tech. On this campus, you'll find beauty, prestige, innovation, but one thing you won't find is a shortcut. That's how we like it. Because on this campus, we aren't afraid of a challenge. And on game day, we darn sure aren't afraid of a fight. You see, gold reflects. And here, it reflects us all. Toughness, tenacity, pride, passion. Those values bond us. They've made us an institute without equal. When you see the white and gold, you know what we stand for. And if you're an opponent, you know what you're in for. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Georgia Tech football. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Now, let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with an ice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Welcome back to GT60. And without further ado, let's introduce him. You knew him as a Georgia Tech All-American, all-time record holder in career sacks, a uh, Georgia Tech Athletic Hall of Famer, 14-year NFL pro. You now know him, though, as the Yellow Jackets outside linebackers and defensive ends. Coach, he's back on the flats looking better than ever. Marco Coleman. Marco, thanks so much for joining us on I GT60. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You we asked this question of Jeff last week, and I think it applies just as much to you. Uh, last Thursday, putting on that white and gold in the GT, suiting up, you could say, for Georgia Tech for the first time since, I guess, what, 1991 Aloha Bowl? What kinds of, of emotions may, may it have sparked in you last Thursday? I can honestly say, you know, uh, the biggest focus was on the young men that I've been coaching, uh, looking forward to their opportunity. I didn't really think about myself. I was actually downstairs and then having a, uh, a conversation with Terry, uh, who's uh, like the receptionist. Yeah, yeah Terry Anton. And, yeah, sure. and, um, and we were talking, and it kind of at that point actually hit me. Because I was just so, again, just so consumed with making sure, you know, that the young men, you know, they were ready, they were prepared, they were in the right mind state that, um, you know, focus – not at all was on myself. I said maybe maybe after we win the ACC championship, then I'll think about it. that first game. Good answer. Good. You know, coaches are so good at compartmentalizing yeah. that sometimes the sentiment. It's on my way to being a good cross. coach. Then is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes the sentimentality doesn't even cross their mind. Even though uh, when you take a step back, you realize just how cool it was. So now game one is in the books for you. Uh, we know all about your accolades at Georgia Tech: 27 and a half career sacks. I am curious to know though. You broke Pat Swilling's career sacks record at Tech. Uh, your record only lasted for a year, though, because your teammate, uh, 
it was it Coleman Rudolph, Coleman Rudolph, right? He yeah. broke it the year later. Right. So you joined Georgia Tech, and this defense features not only Pat's sons, Trey and Bruce, but you've got Thompson Rudolph, who's Coleman's nephew. Right. When did this all connect the dots that, oh, my gosh, I got two Swellings and a Rudolph now on my defense? It was probably on the day we had the family day. Okay. And Pat and Coleman were both there. And, you know, and it's, it's been um, it's been exciting. It's been fun. You know, I can have conversations with those young men because I know, you know, uh, Coleman Rudolph's family. I know um, Bruce and Trey's family. So, you know, it, it, there is a little bit of a connection there because of knowing their, their, their parents and, you know, and family members. So, so I think it really hit me in that day when they was all there and they were asking about the kids, how they were doing and things of that nature. You know, so that, that's when it probably hit me the most. Yeah, now. pretty cool now. Yeah, You're being entrusted with some of the sons of your former yeah, how's teammates. my boys doing, you know, yeah. <laughs> there, you there you go. Yeah, you picked up about uh, overnight about 50 extra sons here when you texted <laughs> exactly. the job. Uh, 14 years in the NFL. We know about uh, all, all the different places where you played. And then you spent a decade plus in finance, opened up a, a Matador Financial, helping uh, athletes with, with their portfolios and their investments. But I got to ask you, that seemed like a pretty good gig post-retirement. When did you get that itch to coach again and uh, for the glory of those 100-hour weeks? <laughs> well, it was actually, you know, in that process, you know, prospecting. You know, I would, again, you know, my niche was those professional athletes, specifically football. So I would go to the combine, go to senior bowl, and I found myself so in – you know, I guess uh, focused on or paying so much attention to what was going on with the actual football aspect, I forgot that I'm here trying to find some clients. <laughs> and so um, I think that was that. And after a couple of years of going and visiting those different venues, I kind of got an understanding. And also acquiring clients that were players and the conversations with them wasn't about finance, but it was about techniques and things of that nature that I kind of, you know what? I think I can put away the financial coaching and get into actual football coaching. So, um, you know, the timing was, was a blessing. Um, it worked out wonderfully with my family and things of that nature. And the opportunity uh, to go out to Oakland was, was phenomenal. I, I don't think I'd be here right now if I didn't have that opportunity. Uh, so it was, that was kind of that. You know, in that process is when it hit me. Don't have to wear a suit and tie every day either. I love it. I like, you know, no shoes, <laughs> shoes untied, no socks. This is a better outfit. <laughs> not, not too bad. Not too bad. So you're the assistant defensive line coach for the Raiders last year. That meant you've worked with both John Gruden and Jeff Collins? Well, yes. yes. How about that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I worked four. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a couple of personalities, I think. Yes. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, but, um, you know, again, you know, we, we, a lot of, uh, credit goes to Mike Turgovac who's yeah. uh, who was a defensive line coach you know long time coach in the NFL who was actually my coach with the Washington Redskins that you know pretty much it was him that gave me that opportunity I worked under him as his assistant uh, with the Raiders phenomenal coach phenomenal man um, again, I'm, I'm still learning, still call him about different things to do um, so you know definitely a lot of credit uh, to him as, as I mature and Coach O'Leary also of course. as a coach. Yeah, we can't wait to, to, to see the, the development of the defensive line under your tutelage this season and in the years to come at Georgia Tech. We're thrilled to have you on the flats on the other side of the break. I want to ask you about your thoughts of uh, your guys' performance in game one versus Clemson. I'm sure their heads were spinning as most newcomers' heads are in their first game, let alone against the number one team in the nation. He is Marco Coleman. Pleased to have us on as a guest tonight on GT60. We'll have more following this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. Best tailgate? It's gotta be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops. And wings. It subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's gotta be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill. And an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
The Jeff Collins era begins at Bobby Dodd Stadium Saturday, September 7th at 2 p.m. when your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets take on the USF Bulls. Help welcome in the Jeff Collins era by taking advantage of the highly popular Stinger Mobile Pass. It guarantees you a seat at all seven home games, including Georgia, for as low as $149. It's 100% mobile and allows you to sit with other Stinger Pass holders so you can always be with your friends on game day. Go to ramblinrec.com slash Stinger Pass to get yours today. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Now, let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Just a reminder that every powerful drive is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Georgia Tech versus USF Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium, where our guest terrorized opponents over his three years, where he left with 27 and a half career sacks. Marco Coleman, our guest here for another segment on GT60. And it's another reunion as well. I, Todd Stansberry, Georgia Tech's athletic director. He was your academic advisor when uh, you were a player. Yes, Todd was very instrumental in, you know, myself and a lot of my, well, all of my teammates being able to, you know, handle the, the rigors of the Georgia Tech academics. And they got a really nice picture of Todd after we won in, in Nebraska, uh, him and I with a big hug. I got, matter of fact, I might have it on my phone. I'll show it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know Todd's hair was a lot longer <laughs> yes, back then. Yes, he yeah. had that, that mullet look, like that long in the back there. Yeah, he looked a little different than yeah. he does now. It's yeah. still business in front, but it's now also business in the back. You kind of have yeah, to as, as the athletic as director. We, as we're speaking. Yeah, yeah, you pull that up, and, and I want to know your thoughts on how your defensive ends and outside linebackers performed in game one, measuring themselves against uh, an offensive line that had four senior starters, ACC, preseason, all ACC, all across the board. What do you think overall of the job they did handling their responsibilities in week one? Well, we definitely got some work to do, but I will say the effort was, was right what I expected. I mean, I told them if we can continue to play with that effort, there's some things that we can uh, grow on and learn from and get better at. Um, but if they play with that same form of effort, that we're going to have a chance in the in the future looks really bright for us. You know, we had a young Chico of Bennett freshman yeah. to play, get, you know, some uh, some meaningful snaps, actually, and um, did some good things. Um, Kelton Dawson, it's his first time really getting a lot of time out there as a um, as a sophomore, junior, I believe. And he did he did pretty well, held his own, you know, against some big, strong guys. And uh, Quan Henderson, Jaquan Henderson. Who, ask you about him. Yeah, he, you know, for his size, he did a really good job against some really – big dudes you know what I mean and uh, was really happy to see how he played he made some really good plays um, but again some stuff to grow on um, Justin Dingle did a good job when he came in and played there. and then we had Antoine Owens playing a little bit in but he's gotten some time but those other guys I mentioned it was their first season really getting a lot of time mm-hmm. and I thought they did a good job of standing up to the task which like I said we have some things to clean up but the effort was there and um, you know knowing how much they played and where we're going I feel pretty good about the future. It is such a weight off a coach's shoulders when you know you don't have to coach effort, and that seems to be the case with your guys. Yes, sir. They are going at it. They it was that it was not a problem. You good. know, again, we have some things just because they're you know they're young, and, uh, and that we'll will we will get better at. Um, but I, you know, effort was not an issue. Hey, let's mention Jaquan Henderson. He's lining up at DN, all 211 pounds of him. He finishes with four tackles, two TFLs, had a pass breakup, dropping back into coverage. Very impressive by uh, him and uh, his first meaningful appearance, uh, meaningful action of his Georgia Tech career. You got that picture now? Yeah, check him out, look man. At yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right after we spanked Nebraska for this in the Citrus Bowl to, yeah, and to earn no that. No wonder that, those that smiles were so wide. Yeah, man, we had a great time. Like you said, it was, it was beautiful. Todd is a phenomenal man. Um, you know, Georgia Tech, 
athletics couldn't be in the better hands. I'll tell you that. You know you're going to have to tweet that picture now. Yeah, it was out. It was when I got the job. This okay, is this the picture he shot. Out. Yeah. Perfect. So just scroll through uh, Marco Coleman on Twitter. You're liable to find it. Uh, last question for you. You inherited a position group that had three senior starters a year ago. In year one here, Marco, you may not have the luxury of that ideal depth or ideal size that a lot of coaches covet. So how much of that is the puzzle for you this year? figuring out how to maximize your guys' strengths so that they can still line up and go toe-to-toe with big offensive lines, talented, experienced offensive lines. I tell you, playing that first game against Clemson helped a lot. You know, we found out who we were and also was a good measuring stick as to where we need to go. Um, you know, like I said, the, the future is bright. They're all young guys. Uh, we're going to continue to get better uh, technique-wise. They, you know, was nobody was shying away from contact. Nobody was scared. I don't think that the actual – game or the moment was too big for them um so with those things you know now we just go ahead and clean up all of the different aspects of the actual techniques and, and assignments and things of that nature that are coachable um so again I, i'm just excited about the progression we're going to just continue to progress as the season goes on and i think by the time we smash Georgia you know we'll, you'll, you'll see something really nice if you didn't know he was a tech guy before you certainly know with that last answer we can't wait to see uh, how your guys continue to mature on the defensive line you're breeding the next generation of uh, Marco Coleman's on the flats Marco we really appreciate you joining us here on GT60 thanks so much thanks for having me and I guess you're going to be on those home sidelines for the first time in a long time coaching yeah. those defensive ends and outside linebackers this Saturday we'll see you in the stands at Bobby Dodd Stadium 2 p.m. when Tommy Slather your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and and the USF Bulls will take another time out, rejoin the head coach Jeff Collins as we continue to talk Georgia Tech football. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG. Tech fans have a lot to be passionate about. And at Ford Motor Company, we do too. Because we build SUVs like Escape, Edge, and Explorer. All with intelligent four-wheel drive, giving you the control you need so you can tackle any adventure. Once you experience the ruggedness and versatility of a Ford SUV, you'll be a fan too. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. For great offers on Escape, Edge, and Explorer, visit your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Make your wallet buzzworthy with the Georgia Tech Visa debit card from Georgia United Credit Union. Now you can support tech everywhere you go and spend. You'll be supporting Georgia Tech student-athletes. Georgia United makes banking easy with advanced digital banking features. Check out Georgia United's free unified checking account that pays big interest and show your jacket pride. United, we fan. Visit at gucu.org forward slash go jackets for important account information. Insured by NCUA, Georgia United, the official debit card of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. If you know college football history, then you know us. Heisman coached here. Megatron played here. 222 points in a game. They were scored here. And four national titles, they were won here. All on the same field where we still play today. When you come to the flats of Atlanta, gold isn't just what you wear. It's who you are. We're more than an institute. We're a college football institution. Proud of our history, driven to make more. Welcome to where tradition meets innovation, where toe meets leather, where white meets gold. This is Georgia Tech football. is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For a look around the ACC, let's rejoin Andy Demetra for this week's ACC Refresher, brought to you by Coca-Cola. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or friend this season. 
One last holdout to begin the season in the ACC. That would be Louisville. The Cardinals taking on Notre Dame tonight. Elsewhere in our Coca-Cola ACC refresher for week two. Pair of contests on Friday as Virginia hosts William & Mary. Wake Forest heads to Rice. All other action on Saturday. Pitt versus Ohio. Virginia Tech is at home versus Old Dominion. Syracuse heads to Maryland. North Carolina State plays host to your alma mater. Coach Western Carolina. Do you ever play North Carolina State? When yeah, you were a player? Yeah, my uh, first start in college. How about that? Yeah, had 15 tackles. 15 tackles in your first start? Yep. Man, how did I know you knew that number? <laughs> I like that. All right, Richmond at Boston College. Texas A&M has the Death Valley to take on Clemson. UL Monroe is at Florida State. Duke takes on North Carolina A&T. And then Louisville plays game two of its season versus Eastern Kentucky. An ACC matchup in Chapel Hill. Tar Heels surprise winners over South Carolina. They play host to Miami. And, of course, our game 2 p.m. Looking forward to seeing you out at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Georgia Tech versus USF. Georgia Tech football is brought to you by your Atlanta area BMW centers. BMW the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. Uh, let's talk about some other guys that certainly caught our eye when we watched that game Thursday. James Graham, like you said, had a couple of nice throws, including the touchdown to Amari and Brown. Also showed how electric he can be with his feet. Your thoughts on what James did with his opportunities Thursday? Yeah, I thought he uh, threw the ball really well, competed, um, changed one of the protections when we threw the uh, seam route to Josh Blancato. Um, and what we do, part of our process is we go through as an entire team and we have a kind of a highlight low light reel that we show um, we have tell the truth Monday so we sit them in the the uh, team meeting room and we talk about things that happen in the game the flies of what happened good and bad and on that pass from James to Josh Blancato uh, a walk-on that's done a really nice job for us Nathan Cottrell uh, was at the running back position played receiver some was at the running back position James was able to flip the protection. Nathan came over and got a block on the blitzing linebacker, and then James threw a dime right up the seam to uh, Blancato. So that was, that was a good play, but it was more than just the throw and the catch. There was a lot more that went into that play um, to be able for us to perform that play at a high level. And that pass went for 26 yards. It was Blancato's first career catch, yep. and then 28 yards. Uh, James Graham to Amari and Brown. Your speedster from Tampa, Florida, get to crack at his hometown school this Saturday. His first career touchdown is a yellow jacket it's not just the speed coach that has enabled Amarian to crack the starting line of what else has gotten in this position an early enrollee to uh, being a, a game one impact guy for you right yeah I mean obviously the speed is what everybody sees but he's a he's a really good competitor uh, since he's gotten here he's put on I think 18 to 20 pounds of muscle so hats off again to Luke Corral and our strength staff of how they develop our guys and uh, so really pre pleased with them and we still got a lot of development to do. But the cool thing about the receiver position, uh, I think, what was it, um, 60 snaps at wide receiver from true freshmen. Um, I can't imagine there's a lot of programs in the country that are experiencing that. Um, but just Coach Dixon has done a really good job teaching them the offense. And uh, so 60 snaps as a receiver at, as true freshmen. Really you, don't for, you don't want to forget about Nazir Burnett, Kalani Norris, who also got the 60 accumulated snaps uh, among your true freshmen. It seems like Amarian is not just a fast player. He's a fast learner as well, talking with his teammates and his coaches. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's a sharp kid. Um, he, he he's uh, at the Georgia Institute of Technology, which is a uh, <laughs> goes without saying a really good <laughs> uh, school. So uh, j just really proud proud of him. Glad he's in our organization. And I think there's either nine or ten uh, other true freshmen that played in the game and play significant amounts. Um, and then as far as redshirt freshmen, true freshmen, 21 to 22 redshirt or true freshmen uh, competed and contributed in the game as well. So um, excited about uh, we've got. A small senior class, but they're doing a really nice job uh, putting the foundation um, and the groundwork for our culture here, and uh, holding everybody accountable and every elevating everybody's performance. But the young guys are going to keep working and uh, keep getting better as we progress throughout the season with their leadership. The cameras on the sideline caught a moment that became viral in the following days in social media, and that was of you staying on the field after the final whistle and hugging, high-fiving, sure. dapping up every one of your players as they left for the locker room. Yeah. I'm curious, is that something you've always done as a head coach, or was that more of a spur-of-the-moment thing? A little bit of both, and it, the the location changes. Sometimes it's as we get on the plane. Sometimes it's as we go into the locker room. But if you're at Clemson Stadium, you're at Death Valley, as you're leaving the field and you go into our locker room, 
it expands in a in a big way to get to into the locker room. So if we waited to where the locker room doors was, there could be seven, eight guys coming to that door at once. And I just had so much respect for how they competed, how hard they played, how hard they stayed together um, in a really tough circumstance. And uh, I just wanted to make sure they knew each one of them, how much I loved them, how much I respected them, how proud I was of them um, for how we battled. Um, we want to compete. We want to win. Those things matter. Um, but the way you do it, and as we're building this program to be an elite program moving forward, just the appreciation, the sincere love uh, that I have for them. I got asked for about it um, after the game in my press conference, and I didn't even – it wasn't it was just something that I do and something that I felt was the right thing to do. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then seeing all the posts and the comments and um those kind of things, uh, but it was just a genuine uh moment between me and my guys and um I didn't know it was gonna be that big of a deal. I certainly struck a chord with Georgia Tech fans in a very positive way. Uh semi related, had a question on Twitter, the hashtag GT sixty. This is from last week. We were unable to get to it at the time. What's a pregame ritual that you do before every game? <laughs> Are you a man of rituals? Uh, a little bit. Um, one of the big things is when I get onto the field, as we come into the stadium, I go find the get the ball, uh, the get the ball board, the dry erase board, and I handwrite get the ball up on that get the ball board. I've been doing that since I think 2002. So it's a 17-year tradition, and even though I'm a head coach now, creating turnovers is still a big deal to me and a big deal in this program. So I do that. And then El Diablo, um, our equipment manager, who was my student assistant at the University of Florida, was our equipment manager at uh, the last place I was at for two years. We always find each other. He has six uh, cough drops waiting on me. He's got my whistle waiting on me. And we dap it up, give a big hug. And so those are two of the game day rituals. And right before kickoff, me and Coach Sinagra get a good hug right before we go. Um, he's been a mentor of mine. I think it's going on 22, 23 years now. And uh, so those are the, I guess those are the three big things. All right, so the handwriting, the title on the Get the Ball Board, that is that is your handwriting. My handwriting, yep. Gotcha. And oh, it's got to be six. Can't be five, can't be seven cough drops. It's six. Is it's there six. any science behind it being six on the nose? No, but during practice, Diablo, when I walk out to practice, he gives me four and four, four in the right hand, four in the left hand. I go to practice that way. We go out to the game at six uh, in one hand, and it's got to be some form of clear uh, cough drop or a lighter blue, lighter green cough drop <laughs> um, because one game he handed me red cough drops and the second the game's over we beat LSU in Death Valley and my phone is blowing up um, and I thought it was congratulating oh, me no. on the big win um, but it was a who punched you in the mouth why is your mouth bleeding because I was using red <laughs> cough drops you look like Gene so, Simmons yeah, yeah so since that day Diablo doesn't give me uh, red cough drops anymore it's and gonna you, be and, some and you know what con considering the, the color red is is frowned upon at no Georgia doubt. Tech I think that is a a, a good tradition to continue yep. all right we'll take another timeout. much more here with Jeff Collins appreciate Marco Coleman swinging by as well this is GT60 from Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Scana Energy is a proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics, and every Jackets fan deserves to save money. Get fired up about our low natural gas rates and switch to Scana Energy by calling 877-GO-SCANA or visiting scanaenergy.com. Because while you might be a rambling wreck, your gas bill shouldn't be. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanaEnergy.com to start saving on your natural gas today. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops. And wings. It subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke, come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. The Jeff Collins era begins at Bobby Dodd Stadium Saturday, September 7th at 2 p.m. when your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets take on the USF Bulls. Help welcome in the Jeff Collins era by taking advantage of the highly popular Stinger Mobile Pass. It guarantees you a seat at all seven home games, including Georgia, for as low as $149. It's 100% mobile and allows you to sit with other Stinger Pass holders so you can always be with your friends on game day. Go to ramblinrec.com slash Stinger Pass to get yours today. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Now, let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics, as we welcome you back to another Monday night and another GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Also want to tell you, Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit HigherRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTech. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. I'm Andy Demetra. He's Jeff Collins. One guy we have not mentioned yet was your leading rusher on Thursday, Jordan Mason, 13 for 72 and a touchdown. Down. What were the best uh, features of your redshirt sophomore's night? Yeah, I, I thought he ran really, really hard, ran behind his pads, ran very physical. Um, the best thing, too, is he protected the football. And uh, so just you just keep coming along and, um, you know, rushing for the tough yards and just those yards after contact, uh, I think were really positive. He now has 121 career carries. He has only one carry that has gone for negative yards. Great stat. He's a thumper, Yep, no, no doubt, doubt about it. And I got that seven-yard touchdown run uh, to cap off your first touchdown drive. It was set up by that nice wheel route with Jerry Howard. Yep. Don't know if you knew, but Jerry, his senior year in high school, he was also his team's pa top pass catcher. Uh, break down that play for us, what you saw that allowed uh, that call to be run so well. Uh, Wiley Battler, a sideline reporter, noted that Tashard Choice was really pleased with Jerry and how he executed that play and right. how it was set up to allow him to go downfield for 54. Sure, and it's a big part of our offense, big part of what we do. Even on fan day, we were we were doing it and having success with it. Um, but just, you know, condensed formation. Uh, they were playing man coverage. We were able to run the wheel right out of the backfield, and the guy got distracted by all the bodies and, you know, threw a really nice ball. And uh, Jerry had a nice catch up the sideline. And But back to the touchdown play, um, if you go back and look at the tape, Zach Quinney, who's put on 27 pounds uh, since we got here in January and just ran the speed option, he was able to get across the five technique, climb up to the second level uh, to get uh, JP in the end zone. So just make sure we're always taking care of the big guys in this program that do so much for us. And I think Zach's going to really – get better and better and better every week just like he's done uh, since we've gotten here. Yeah, usually when, when a guy scampers into the end zone, there's a big ugly up front who helped pave the way, and it was certainly Zach on Jordan's touchdown, eighth of his career. I, I know Travis Etienne is, is one of the most electric running backs in the country. Gave proof of that again on Thursday. It seemed like most of, of Clemson's successful running plays were off of, of counters and sure. slants. Um, looking back at those types of plays, what were they able to take advantage of and, and moving forward, how can you guys better contain those? A thousand percent. So we spent a lot of time this morning before our practice going through those. We watch every explosive play as an entire defense so that everybody knows and understands what the breakdown point was in each big play, whether it be a pass, whether it be a run. Um, and on the particular play, the 90-yard run to an elite running back, um, you know, we're an effort-based team where our three technique is supposed to jet up the field and stay in the B-gap, be left shoulder to the ball. Uh, gets nosy and takes off out of his B-gap to go chase down the ball, thinking it's to the other side. We had three left-shoulder players end up not containing the ball on their left shoulder. And anytime you do that with as an explosive of a back, arguably one of the top running backs in college football, 
you're going to have an issue. And he was able to hit the home run off of that. But we had three chances with three different guys. If they just play left shoulder, have gap integrity, it's limited to a three-yard gain, possibly a five-yard gain, at most a seven-yard gain. But on all three of those levels, we miss it. And elite players are going to be able to take it uh, further than that. And uh, so it was a learning experience for us. Everybody just do their job within the particular play call, whether it be offensively or defensively, and just trust your teammates, trust your brothers that they're going to do their job and uh, still play with great effort and great technique and all those kind of things. But Face another talented running back on Saturday in Jordan Cronkright of USF. They come in 0-1. They got shut out by Wisconsin on Friday of last week on the road for the first time. Get our final keys to a successful Saturday at Bobby Don. Final thoughts from the head coach Jeff Collins as we wrap up another edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash that a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. When you look around, you might feel pride is in short supply these days. Everything's being disrupted. But Ford has been around for 115 years, and we know the only constant is change. So, disruption? Yeah, it's what we do every day. You see, we still take pride in what we build and how we build. We even take pride in taking pride. And the world could use more of that right now. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, why do it at all? Build Ford proud. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Let me tell you about Georgia Tech. On this campus, you'll find beauty, prestige, innovation. But one thing you won't find is a shortcut. That's how we like it. Because on this campus, we aren't afraid of a challenge. And on game day, we darn sure aren't afraid of a fight. You see, gold reflects. And here, it reflects us all. Toughness, tenacity, pride, passion. Those values bond us. They've made us an institute without equal. When you see the white and gold, you know what we stand for. And if you're an opponent, you know what you're in for. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Georgia Tech football. Tuned in to GT60, giving you the latest on the Yellow Jackets. It's time to take a look at this week's keys to the game as we rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. Boy, it is a sight to behold. Bobby Dodd Stadium on a college football Saturday. That'll be the backdrop this week as Georgia Tech opens up its home schedule versus USF 2 o'clock when Tome meets Leather. And, uh, Coach, you're plenty familiar with USF. Faced them both years. You were the head coach at Temple. Beat them last year. Outscored them 27-zip in the second half. They are coming in a little chapped as well as sure. they fell 49-0 to a ranked Wisconsin team at home uh, last Saturday. Blake Barnes, their quarterback. He was the quarterback last year. Directed that come from behind win against the Jackets. Uh, when he is at his best, what makes him a very effective and dangerous quarterback? Yeah, I mean he's a he's a really good player. Uh, has uh, really good feet. Um, can make throws on the run. And then we showed the defense today. I mean, there's two throws that he made uh, in the Wisconsin game that are NFL throws, deep comebacks on the sideline um, from the opposite hash. Um, so he's got a big-time arm, good leadership. 
championship. And uh, obviously we played against them last year. And then Jordan Cronkite and I were together at the University of Florida. So I, I respect him and I know how hard of a worker is and what a good player he is as well. I think they returned nine starters back on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got speed all over the field on defense. And uh, so it's a really good team, a really, really big challenge for us. And then I think the uh, obviously our kickoff unit um, and our punt coverage unit understand the type of return specialist uh, that South Florida has after last year mm-hmm. and uh, that the, the you know, making sure we're on top of our game in those phases. Um, our guys have a, even a greater sense of attention, a greater sense of detail after, uh, you know, what happened last year. So, yeah, th- that was Terrence Horn who ran those back-to-back kickoffs for touchdowns. By the way, I checked this today. He ran a 10.48 100-meter time in high school. Amarian Brown, 10.40. So you got plenty of speed on your side as well. Uh, Barnett's a little bit of a better runner, I think, than people give him credit for. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, he can make plays with his feet. They're incorporating a little more quarterback run game uh, than they have in years past. Um, but, they, they, I mean, they've got a, a dynamic offense. I thought Wisconsin did a nice job, um, you know, playing sound fundamental football. And that's, that's the challenge every week for us as well. We're going to be multiple but still play with great fundamentals, gap integrity, and then tackle at a high level. And, you know, going back and watching the tape, um, I thought our guys did run to the ball and they did tackle um, well in space against an elite team last Thursday night. We just got to make sure we're, we're sounding all of our gaps at all times. All right, Coach, as we wrap up your final message to the fans, the first time they get to see your team in person, uh, some of them, of course, might be a little down after what they saw on Thursday, but it seems like that's a resilient, resolute group you got inside the football office. Last message to the fans here before uh, Tommy's Slather on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, these guys have done a great job, and, you know, they, they're one of the biggest transitions in college football, and these guys are attacking it every day, and they're trying to get better in every single phase uh, of their game. And, you know, coming out to a Bobby Dodd Stadium that's packed and packed early matters. And, uh, you know, so we need to do that show. The guys support us, the whiteout, and I think they're giving away T-shirts and all that fun stuff. But um, just there's, these guys have worked so hard. Uh, they deserve all of our respect. And, you know, it's not my football team. It's our football team, the Georgia Tech fan base, these football players. Um, and we're out here to represent at the highest level for the white and gold. Can't wait to see it. Coach, we appreciate the time. As always, we'll talk to you next week. Head coach Jeff Collins, I'm Andy Dementia for Dan Cords inside our network studios. Miller Pope, our intrepid engineer, I'm Andy Dementia. Thanks so much for listening to GT60. We'll see you at Bobby Dodd Stadium on Saturday. This has been a presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You've been listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tune in every Monday at 7 for the latest on the Jackets. GT60 has been brought to you by Coca-Cola. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a teammate, rival, or a friend this season. And by Georgia Power. While Georgia Power provides clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy, they want to help save energy too. Find out energy-saving tips at Georgia Power. Power.com slash save. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.